0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Daily Dose CBD, Inc. They're the best sponsors, and they have the best CBD I've ever used, and we're so grateful to be partnered with them. They've given all the Monkey Mind listeners 15% off their online store. Just head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15, no spaces, to get 15% off all your purchases. That's DailyDoseCBDInc.com, promo code MONKEYMIND15, no spaces, and get 15% off all your purchases. Today's episode is episode 39 featuring Skylar Podvy. Skylar is the senior captain of the St. Lawrence University women's ice hockey team, so let's get right into it. Anthony, call him Flo, um, Skyler, <laughs> Skyler's from Jersey, uh, I worked out with her um, in the summers a few years back, and um, yeah, that's how I know her, and she just wrote an article out uh, on The Medium, it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Um,
1: um, nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you as well. Um, but yeah, I no, welcome on to, to the podcast, we're so pumped to have you on, have you tell your story, really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on, it really means a lot.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, if you can just introduce yourself to everybody out there who's listening, just let them know who you are.
1: Um, So, my name is Skylar Podvey. I am the senior captain at St. Lawrence University. Um, I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, um, and I attended the North American Hockey Academy for high school. Um, That's how I ended up at St. Lawrence. I'm a psychology major, sports studies, exercise science minor. possibly going to grad school, haven't totally decided yet, but we'll see where that goes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so you uh, you recently had that article out in the Medium that we just mentioned. Talk a little bit about um, about that and some of the stuff that you were dealing with and, and you've recently gone through.
1: Um, so I think I was introduced to the Players' Tribune, I think, like my sophomore year of college, freshman year. And I thought it was a really neat way for professional athletes to reach out to the everyday person um, or the average athlete. And I think that that really spoke to me. Um, I was, I think it was my senior year of high school. um, And I had a lot of success early on in my hockey career. Um, I worked really hard, but I also had a ton of opportunities and resources and, I don't think I really like was mature enough to handle what I was receiving and all the places I were going or was going um and I committed to a different university really young um, going into my freshman year of high school and there was a coaching change two weeks before signing my NLI um and I made the difficult decision to decommit um and I ended up at St. Lawrence um but the Aftermath of that decision, um, I don't think I really expected. Um being I mean, very anxious um and depressed. And it wasn't necessarily for the like superficial, oh, I decommitted. What does that mean? I think it was more so like who am I and like what am I doing? And I think because of that, I battled with it a lot my freshman year. Um, and I was in a really low place. There was a lot of moments where I thought I was going to be taken home. My parents were going to pull me out. Um, and ironically, I had a lot of success on the ice. So it was a really contradicting moment. Um, and so I worked through it. I have a really great support system. I have amazing parents and my coaches at St. Lawrence are unbelievable. But it was really something that had to come from myself, so I reached out, I got help from an amazing therapist who I still see. Um, I was more open with my parents and my coaches, and I think fast forward to now the situation that we're in if I hadn't gone through what I went through, I wouldn't be able to handle what we're all going through so well right now, but I think there were moments where I really felt like I was alone back in my freshman year and right now and um, ultimately we lost a student athlete at St. Lawrence, um, a couple of weeks ago. And I kind of felt like if I could share my story, if I could reach out and help, like what would that mean for other people? And I think that's what really motivated me to sit down and write the article and see where I could go from there.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's awesome that, uh, <laughs> like those feelings of being alone. Um, that's like one of the things we talk about on here a lot is just like, you always feel like you're the only one going through it. But, you know, for us, I'm sure you feel the same way with when you wrote about your story, you realize that a lot of people maybe feel now comfortable opening up to you about some of the stuff that they've gone through. And you realize that you're not the only one going through those feelings, but um, definitely, definitely can relate to that. And one of the things I think uh, was huge that, or that stuck out to me that you mentioned was how you always been an intense life planner. Um, and you had, <laughs> was it the five bullet points, right? Of like yeah. what you wanted in your life. And, I think that um, with that, that's how you've become so successful and how you've always, you know, been at the top of your game. But I think with a lot of that comes, you know, stress because you want it to pan out in these certain ways and you have these goals and, you know, you have this vision. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, life isn't perfect. And when those things start to maybe deviate or, you know, certain things happen, that can – feel like a pretty large weight crashing down you know
1: definitely and i think like i've always been i guess my parents always say like before i went to kindergarten i had like three rules where i had to learn how to tie my shoes jump off the diving board and learn how to skate like i've always just been someone and i think early on like before i even knew what anxiety was just like having a plan and like knowing what to expect like eases my anxiety that's always how i've worked um and so i think yes it helped me to be very successful but at the same time it created this part of me that became very rigid and very like tunnel vision without really understanding like the um the negative side effects of that and i think it can be great if you become more open and honest and talk to other people but i think like the path that i was going on was very it was a slippery slope and it makes sense for what happened and what I went through and I don't regret any of it, but I mean, at a time like this with like a pandemic, you don't even know what you're waking up to tomorrow. It's like hard for someone who likes to plan and knows what to expect. And I know I'm not alone in feeling that, but at the same time, I feel like with social media, it's really hard to make those like in-person connections to share what you're going through.
0: Oh yeah. Big time. I totally agree with that. I'm sure that, you know, seeing a therapist has been um, super helpful and, um, if you can just kind of talk about obviously don't to get too personal and share what you don't <laughs> want to share but but like just kind of how that process has been for you um, I know a lot of people have had great experiences and you know some you know some feel uncomfortable because they don't know the person right and then we had another yeah. kid come on here and talk about his experience he's like oh I love it because I don't know him I can just say whatever I want and there's no <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like there's two different so what's kind of your angle with how how that's been for you
1: Um, So one of my mothers is actually a psychologist, so I grew up um, from a very young age, like just understanding what therapy was, um, and it was something that was always talked about amongst my family, Um, and so I was never scared of it, but I think it's really one of those things that you have to want it, and you have to be ready for it, because if not, it's not effective, and there's no point. So I, as I mentioned before, I had a lot of success, like, As I was graduating eighth grade and going into high school with USA development camps and teams um, and getting first like division one college looks and I think the pressure that I was putting on myself was negatively impacting my play and so I was talking to a coach and they were like well why don't you reach out to a sports psychologist. So I reached out to this sports psychologist. Her name is Dr. Johnson, um, and she's unbelievable. She was the sports psychologist for the New York Giants for a long time. Um, I would see her every other week, and that kind of started the ball rolling for me. And while that was more focused on the hockey aspect of it, um, I saw it help in other aspects of my life. Um, And then I kind of stopped once I got to St. Lawrence, um, and that's when I just – it was a really dark time. And I guess I think I kind of woke up and I was like, I just need a plain old therapist, someone who has no idea who I am, no idea what hockey is, has no idea what it's like to be an athlete and just to talk to them. And so I found this um, great woman, she's actually a SLU alum. So that helped a little bit. Um, but I think like, I've like, can talk to her about anything. I can talk to her about hockey, even though she doesn't even understand it. Or I can talk to her about personal struggles, academics, anything. And I think what I notice is it's the physical feeling that my mental aspect gives me. I get very tight in my chest. I get very tense. Um, And it just impacts me physically. And so when I talk to her, it's like you feel like a release, like when you're foam rolling or you're getting a massage, like I just ease up. and I think, like ultimately, it's helped me become more open to like talk to like my parents about things. Whereas before, I just kept everything in. So I think it's something that you have to be ready to do and you want to do. But it's also important to understand that it's always on your terms, which I think a lot of people lose sight of. I
2: I think that's where the hesitation comes uh, when it in that aspect of like seeking help is kind of the the interest in doing so. Um, I mean, for me personally, I've mentioned it before, like seeing a therapist, I saw one, uh, I went to Providence, so I saw one there and in my head, I'm like, I'm talking to a roughly 70-year-old guy who's probably never played a sport in his life, has no idea why I'm in here, why I'm talking to him. Probably, probably, never really even been angry in his life at anything and yeah yeah, it was judgmental on my part but I think you make a really good point on the person have like has to be willing and open to doing so because I went in like I was like I I need to talk to somebody but I wasn't like very open about talking to a, a therapist and whatnot and I had a negative approach to the whole thing before I even got there and I think I only had one meeting with him maybe two yeah. and but like then I found somebody that you know I was always open to talking to somebody but I found somebody that I could actually talk to and you know relate to and he was the dean dean of students and I met with him once a week and it got to the point where I felt like I was talking to one of my buddies or something. So I I completely agree with your point about being open because I mean, if you're narrow minded with basically anything in life, it's going to kind of portray a negative picture for you. Mm -hmm. But I I, I thought that was really interesting because like we've talked about it so many times, but uh, Danny, I don't think anyone said like, you have to be open. Like, it's not like, yeah you have to be willing. It's, you have to be open. And I think there's a difference to that. But
1: 100%. And like, I think but, too, like you said, like, I think my parent, part of it was my parents just like feeling so bad for me that they like wanted it to work. I think I saw like five therapists before I found the woman that I've been seeing for the past two years. Like, I remember I literally sat down in this one woman's office. I took like one look at the couch that she was sitting on and I got up and left. Like it's little things like that too. Like the same way that you pick like your significant other or your friends, like you're the college you go to, like the jobs you apply for. Like it's the same thing. You pick your therapist for a reason. You're not going to just connect to someone just because of their job description. So like a lot of it comes from you.
2: Yeah. And I mean, for me, I, I, (laughs) It sounds really bad, but I wouldn't say I'm judgmental, but just like the the family and background I come from, if I see something that I don't like, I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to like entertain this idea of sitting down on a leather. Like you see in movies where it's like leather couch, person laying down, therapist <laughs> in a full suit and like. I'm not like the fancy type and I walk into the, this guy's office and he's got a cardigan, like a tie, like these fancy shoes. I'm like, yeah, all right, this, <laughs> this isn't going to work for me. So <clears throat> that was uh short and sweet, but I mean, I completely agree on being like, I was open to going, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be open to, you know, this therapist specifically and I'm so grateful that I did find somebody because um it was so beneficial for me talking to uh who I spoke with and I would suggest it to give it a try at least because you won't know unless you try it so
1: mm-hmm.
0: how Definitely. are uh, how are your teammates um like with the whole process, just even kind of before you decided to really get help, was there ever any, you know, any person on your team that you kind of cling to or would, you know, talk to at first or was this kind of something that you just suppressed and just kind of kept to yourself and you were struggling in silence, so to speak?
1: Um, I think like – Nobody fully understood, like up until I would say like last fall, probably, I don't think anybody really understood the depth of it. And I think a lot of it was just the circumstances that I ended up at St. Lawrence. Like if there wasn't a coaching change at my previous school, I would 100% still gone there. And so I think a lot of it was um, like my judgments of like what I must have looked like to other people of the Stigma behind decommitting and all of the rumors and whispers and I think I mean my parents and my coaches like now that I'm a senior They say it. Well, like they joked in the fall They were like when you got on campus. It wasn't about all these exciting things. It was like, how are we gonna keep her here? So I think it was always and because of that in turn, I think The I was always really close with the seniors my freshman year and my sophomore year Um, And I think they always had an idea of what was going on, just not the depth. And um, I'm really close with my assistant coach. She's an unbelievable woman, and I can talk to her about anything. Um, And she always knew what was going on. I would always call her if it was in the middle of the day, early morning, and my parents would be in contact with her. Um, And I don't think my head coach fully understood what was going on um, until it was, I think, winter break my sophomore year. We were I don't know if either of you have ever been to St. Lawrence, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And like in the winter you get like the sun sets at like three every day. And for an athlete, like I just remember my freshman year, I would wake up for my 6 a.m. lift. It'd be dark out. I'd be in class all day, run to the rink and leave. And it would be dark out. Like there's no sunlight. Like seasonal depression is a real thing up there. And I think um, it was just really hard for me to just be open and honest and it got to a point during that winter break of my sophomore year where I hadn't slept in 48 hours. I was by myself, no roommates, nobody else was on campus. It was just the two hockey teams and I my coach had my parents had to call my head coach cuz my assistant coach wasn't answering and his response was to pick me up at the rink and we went for a walk with his dogs. We never actually talked about what was going on, but it was just like a mutual understanding. Um, and I think too, like, I can't speak for my teammates, but just from some relationships that I've built. And after I published the article, what I've talked with some people about is one way or another, as an athlete, you can relate to some feeling of anxiety, stress, self-pressure, sadness, but you're never open to share it because as athletes, we're supposed to be like indestructible almost like we're supposed to be all physical, no mental. So I think now, like, I'm very open. I talk about my therapist as if I'm talking about a best friend or a family member. Like, that's just something I've come to be comfortable with. And I think people around me have become more comfortable, too. But I think definitely early on, like, a lot of it was self-inflicted isolation, but I also just wasn't ready to really talk to anyone about it.
0: Yeah, it's um, – that's exactly what it wants you to do. It, it wants you to isolate, and that's, like, the last thing that you should be doing. You should, and, yeah. Yeah, but it's so hard because – especially in a team setting, too, like, you don't want to seem like a Debbie Downer, too, and you want to make sure, like, everything's mm-hmm. okay. Just just not because you don't want people, like, pick or pry and ask what's going on, but you just, like, don't want to be a burden to the team, you know?
1: Yeah, I think exactly.
0: hockey players are very, you know – selfless individuals I mean you see it in the interviews if it's a question about a goal they scored they're immediately deflecting it to how great the goalie played and you know the teammates and the pat you know what I mean so that's kind of yeah. how our brains sort of work. so like whenever there's something personal going on it's very easy for us to just like grin and bear it by ourselves and not make it about you you know and that's yeah. it it's a good attribute but at times it, it can be dangerous you know when, when you're holding in for some, something for, for so long but yeah, it's just uh, I th- I think that the response that your coach gave you was, you know, just talking and going for a walk with, with the dogs. It, it's just getting you out moving and getting your mind off. Mm-hmm. It. It's not specifically hitting the problem by asking what's going on, how can we yeah. fix this? It's just talking about something else and letting your mind go. Because we're so hyper focused on on our sport. But and even exactly. the point you made about committing so early, you were you committed before your freshman year of high school, correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Which is In ways, if you're, like, the cream of the crop for hockey, that's, like, kind of when (laughs) kids are committing, you know? No, I mean, now, like – Which is insane.
1: I think, like, for me, like, when I was a freshman, like, it was – it was a thing for men's hockey, but for, like, women's hockey, like, it was practically unheard of. Like, that was, like, the start of it all my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And, like, I look back at the person I was my – going into my freshman year of high school, and, like, I'm a complete 360. Like, I thought I wanted to be, like – well I don't even know it was some like science major like bio or something I like was had totally different mindsets had no idea like who I even was as a person and you're expected to make this like huge life decision based off of a sport which is great like don't get me wrong I love hockey I don't regret a single thing that it's given me or all the experiences I had but like the reality is there's more to hockey like Hockey can only make up so much. Like, I'm sure if I ended up at the other school, like, yeah, I would have loved it, but there would have been other things that would have been really hard for me. And, like, I just had no idea in all honesty, like, what the hell I was doing. Like, as a freshman, like, not even – what is that, like, 13 or 14 years old? I'm pretty sure you were trying to try think
2: about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying I to think, think about – I was just thinking, like, if I was in eighth grade, did, like, I – could not have made that decision like i'm not going to get into it but like the stuff i was doing in eighth grade like (laughs) like there's no way i would (laughs) have been able to make a life-altering decision like that like that's what
1: yeah i remember like one of the first schools like my parents from the beginning they had a really good handle on it and they were like if a coach reaches out to you you're gonna go visit the school whether you wanted to go there or not like Yes, it's common courtesy, but also, like, I was so young, I needed to be exposed to things. Like, my mindset was big city school, like, Big Ten football. Like, that's all I wanted. And the first school I visited was an Ivy League school. And, like, looking back on it, how is a 13-year-old supposed to know if (laughs) they can go to, like, an Ivy League academics? Like, how is that possible?
2: That sounds so weird, like, just you saying that. Like, not – disrespect oh, no, 100%. I, like a, a 13 year old you want to go to ivy league all right which one go ahead yeah. go. <laughs> come, on. come on it's it, it, uh, it's crazy imagine that pressure though and like what that leads up to like you're 13 you have this like spotlight on you because not only are people gonna you know start to focus on you more because you're that 13 year old that is committed to college already you have to exceed expectations from that school at such a young age so much earlier than everybody else and the amount of pressure for a 13 like it's unbelievable
0: it's, and that's the side that no one else sees like the average person they'll you know, i like got school they'll see you on a friday saturday night and they think like yeah, exactly oh like they're they're the hot shot in school and look at like exactly. the division one athlete and all that stuff but like yeah that's that's great and we've worked so hard to get there but like peel back a few layers and go back a few years and like the process to get there was you at 13 years old making these big like decisions and then from there it's like every showcase tournament you go to or whatever like you're probably one of the youngest to commit ever and everyone's watching you at like 13 exactly. 14 years old and you have like this spotlight like you said flow like to perform not just for the yeah. coaches that you're future school but like to prove to everybody that you're deserving of that commit like everywhere you go the mumbles and the whispers in the rink are like oh he he or she's committed at like this to exactly. this school like 13 14 it's like that is just like the average person is just worried about like i wonder like if i can ride bikes with my buddy after school today <laughs> or like yeah and uh, like or, like 15,
2: 15 where am i gonna go to where am i gonna go to high school where am I gonna go yeah. to high school. <laughs> oh. like exactly And then,
0: like some kids are like Aging a little early and like worry about like partying at like you know freshman sophomore year and shit and like but like when you're an athlete you can't you have to be dialed in and like you said that hyper focus from an absurdly young age and I think it's a lot of pressure is what it is and it's I think it's like hard for a lot of people, people to do
1: I think like too like regardless of like how mature you are for your age like Like, you really can't be prepared for that. Like, I remember when I committed, like, I thought I was set. Like, I was like, that's it. Like, I'm committed. I don't have to do anything else. Like, I'm good. And, like, that was, like, my first life lesson that, like, nothing's set in stone. Like, clearly, like, what we're going through right now with this pandemic stuff. Like, nothing's guaranteed. And I think it's, like, a falsehood that's created that more so, I think, I put the pressure on myself to perform for myself to uphold this image I created that I didn't even really fully understand. But I think too, like, I just thought I had it in the bag and like, I thought I made it out easy because when senior year rolled around, I wouldn't have to be going on college visits. Like obviously that backfired, but like, I just think it's part of it's too, like the pressure of youth sports, like how insane it is now, like for kids who are literally just starting in comparison to like when I started, like, it's insane. And it's only getting like worse. Like kids are like I talked to my first college coach and I have braces on. Like that's <laughs> insane. Like braces.
0: Yeah, that's that
2: is if a out. college team talked to me when I was in eighth grade, my parents would have been like, You don't want this kid. <laughs> like <laughs> that's just crazy to think about and like <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to commit young, but that's I, I can't imagine the stress because when I when I committed, like I was like, w- w- like every day I was like, "Oh my god, what if if I don't play well, I'm gonna get decommitted, or like people are gonna think like I'm not that good, I'm overrated, blah blah." blah. Like all exactly. these mumbles, like Danny said. So, if I had two or three more years of that before I got to college, I I would have been. <laughs> my anxiety would have been way worse <laughs> than it already was so and and how
0: so you went to um North American Hockey Academy right that mm-hmm. was what year
1: my freshman year of high so school So you went in so. there
0: right away as a freshman
1: yeah I um was I played with um selects whatever uh, whatever selects is I don't know what it, yeah I played with them all through my middle school in the summer um I was offered not just started a eighth grade program and I was offered to go in eighth grade and my parents were like no effing way like you're not going away for eighth grade so I waited and went my freshman year and that was honestly probably the best decision I ever made because I thought I wanted the typical New England prep school route which like I probably would have done fine in as well but I think that also kind of contributed. It was hockey only. It was like at like school on the ice weight room travel and that was it. So it was definitely intense. But um, like I have some friends that I know I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And I think like looking back now that I'm at the tail end of my career, like I'm not necessarily looking back on the actual hockey, but everything else that it's brought me, which I don't think I had that insight going into college or when I graduated high school.
0: Yeah. No, all all your learning experiences have been preparing you for, for right now and for the future. And there's always a learning experience in every, in every negative sort of, you know, every lull in life is always a, is always a a learning lesson in there. And um, I think like you got a crash course in that, which is good. (laughs) You know, it's going to be preparing you for something bigger. So that's awesome that, you know, you're in the process of recovering right now. And I mean, kind of what's the future looking like for you as far as the, you know, the remainder of, I guess your senior year now and, and kind of the future.
1: Um, So I'm actually going back up on Saturday. Um, and if all goes well with the COVID tests and everything, um, we'll have our first game, um, I think like January 22nd, January 21st. Um, and we're just sticking with ECAC play for now so i think it's just Colgate, Quinnipiac, um and Clarkson. So hopefully we'll be able to get all 12 games in um and then there's playoffs and i'm pretty sure there's an NCAA championship. I'm not even really thinking about that, but um so hopefully i'll graduate, get my degree, it's the biggest thing. Um and then i do have this fifth year of eligibility which i'm probably going to use in get a master's so that's nice. in the near future I think
0: awesome that's awesome oh that's great that you guys are still getting to be able to get some games in because didn't yeah. all of C A C men's completely cancel
1: I don't know about the men's I know um all the ivies pulled out like from the get-go so okay. men's and women's our men's team has been on campus since August um They've had games scheduled and they've all been canceled because of COVID. They're supposed to play their first game tomorrow, actually. Um, But it's, I mean, there's only four of us in our league. It has 12 teams usually. So, I mean, it's kind of hilarious, but we automatically make the final four. So all you have to do is win two games. But um, Uh, I don't know. It's just the – well, yeah, I like the way I'm looking at it. If you get to play great, if not, like, it is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly how like, – I don't know how else you can because there's just so much up in the air. And then I guess the whole team's getting, obviously, COVID tested, right? So, if there are any positives, then the whole thing is just shut down for two weeks or whatever. Yeah, so –
1: I just, I took a test on Monday and I'm waiting for the results and that's just so I can like get to campus. Then once I get to campus I get tested again and I have to quarantine in um, the dorm I'm living in for I think it's like five to seven days now. Um, Then if that goes well then we can start like small group practices um, and then hopefully lead on to full team practices. But as an athlete, I'm pretty sure our trainer said we're getting tested three to four times a week. So, it's going to be pretty hard not to know if you have COVID or not. Yeah, but yeah. Um, hopefully not. I don't know. How
0: I'm are you preparing just, yourself for that? Like, just the constant, you know, getting the test to go up, then in a dorm for five days, and then moving again. Like And then the constant tests.
1: I think, I mean, like, I've been really fortunate, knock on wood. This past Monday was the first COVID test I've had to take. And, like, it wasn't, I definitely, like, I obviously cried, but, like, it wasn't that bad. So I think that now, like, the initial understanding of what the test is, is out of the way. Um, I think that'll help. I'm living with a bunch of girls on my team in an apartment on campus. So I think the fact that, like, I'm with people is just the biggest aspect. I mean, I love my parents and I've made the past semester off as best as I can, but I think I definitely miss just like being with my friends and people my age. So, um, and I think like my whole team's on the same. I mean, I can't speak for the freshmen, that's a whole different situation, but I think the returners it's, we're getting to be together and a lot of people aren't during this time. I think that's the biggest thing that we're looking forward to. Um, and we'll see how it goes. It's honestly – our coach has been saying this whole time, you take it day by day. So, yeah. if I have to get stuck up the nose four times a week to make it happen, then that's what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. But, I've
2: taken uh, – I think we count. We were counting the day. I think it's like 52 in the last seven months. Oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> – it's, a lot. it's it's definitely worth it though, because like you said, like I stepped away from hockey last year, and you know once I got back to being around the team and just not like obviously playing and whatnot, but you know just like hanging out, playing cards,
1: exactly,
2: it it, it changes everything. And I mean, like you said, if I had to get tested every day, I would. So.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just, like, being with people again. Like, even if we're not playing, like, even if we're not going to ever physically, like, put on our game jersey and play against, like, Clarkson, like, I think I'm, like, sit, like, don't get me wrong, I have a Peloton and I, like, love it, but I'm sick of working out by myself. Like, I'm sick of, like, skating by myself. And, like, I think... That's what I'm most looking forward to. It's just like the human connection that like everybody's missing right now because of COVID.
2: You need to compete too, like the competition aspect. Like it's unbelievable how much you like realize the difference. Like working out in a group aspect does for you as like an individual mentally.
1: Exactly. Uh,
2: We don't want to take a Too
0: much of your time here. I just had a a quick question before we let you go. Um, What is a piece of advice that you would have wanted your younger self to know or maybe someone who's going through the same things right now or uh, maybe just a a young girls hockey player out there who's kind of coming to that point of making a decision, just whatever, whatever piece of advice that you would have wanted to, you know, yourself know or just someone else you want them to know?
1: I think – that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I would say that you don't want to have that perfect success story. You want to have bumps in the road and you wanna go through hard things because I believe as as athletes, we were made to experience hard things. It's just our willingness and openness to realize and accept that. And it starts with like knowing that you're never alone and reaching out to anyone who is there for you because at the end of the day all your coaches your teammates your family members and your friends they want you to just succeed in whatever way you want to so always ask for help
2: that's awesome that's great advice Flo, you got anything no appreciate you coming on um you know it's always nice hearing oh not nice hearing other people have (laughs) mental health issues but it's always nice hearing how you know they have found a way to deal with it because I know that there are plenty of people out there that don't haven't found that for themselves and um, I'm, I know for a fact yours will help a lot of people so I appreciate you coming on.
1: Of course thank you guys for having me.
2: Yeah thank you
0: Skylar. appreciate it good luck um, traveling up there and with the rest of the season.
1: Thank you so much happy new year.
0: Yeah happy new year. <laughs>
1: okay, bye.